TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now, you're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. We have an unusual guest from an unusual location. And we're talking about what was formerly Burma, which is now Myanmar. And so they're going through a whole revolution in that country. There are about 20 Jews in, the, in that country. And we're speaking with Samuel Samuels. He went to Yeshiva University in New York. He's the head of the community. There are about 20 Jews there. So nice to speak with you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us about, uh, first about the Jewish community. It seems very small, 20 people. So what is it like there? Yeah, so it's a very small community. It's only 20 Jews in the entire country. And the population of the country is uh, 52 million. So you can imagine how small the community is. And I myself represent 5% of the Jewish population in the country. So, you know, being Jews in a small community is very, very difficult. But uh, I was fortunate um, enough to get a chance to study at the Yeshiva University. I graduated in 2006. So it's a totally a two different world coming from the very small community to the big community in New York. Is there Jewish life? Is there a minion? Is there kosher food? How does it work when you have only 20 people? Right. So very difficult. So uh, the minyan is always depend on the uh, tourists, uh, you know, the, um, the, the Israeli tourists coming into the country. The synagogue is right in the middle of the downtown area. So usually, um, you know, the tourists stop by. So sometimes we have it. But um, for high holiday like Rosh Hashanah, we bring the rabbi from outside uh, visiting rabbi. For Hanukkah, we celebrate together with the other community. Um, people from the government, people from the uh, diplomatic community, and friends of the Jewish community. So usually uh, Hanukkah is the highlight of the uh, holiday in, in Burma. Why do they like Hanukkah more than Pesach or any other Jewish holiday? Uh, no, I mean, you know, Hanukkah is, you know, you can invite the other community. For Pesach, is mostly we do within the community, uh, Jewish community, local community, and the expect community, and the visitors Jewish visitor. But Hanukkah is like, you know, we can invite to the um, people from the government, diplomatic community, so they can come together. And we do it in a different places every year, At sometime at the hotel, sometime at the, uh, at the synagogue. So we invite the leaders from a different community to come up and light the candle as well. What's the official religion of the country? The official religion is a Buddhist. And it's about 80, 89 or 85% are the uh, Buddhists um, in, the, in the whole country. Now, you're near, not that far from Thailand. You're formerly Burma. You're now the country of Myanmar. But isn't there a whole revolution taking place now? It is happening right now. The, uh, you know, the Burma has been under the military for over 50, over 50 years. But recently, in 2012, we got the democratically elected government and in 2015 and 2020, we have an election. But just recently, on the 1st February, the military took over the country as a coup. Uh, so as of now, from the February 1st to now, it's over seven, 700 people has been killed by the military. And everybody is living in fear now. I'm able to talk to you right now because I have a Wi-Fi at home. But the whole country internet has been shut off for more than about 25 days. Wow. Wow. 
So is it dangerous to walk in the streets? Yeah, very. I mean, people are living in fear because, uh, you know, we had the really, um, it's, a, it's a, you know, the democratic country before, but now the military took over. So everybody, you know, is kind of afraid to walk around even on the, on, on, on the uh, big cities. Um, and then they, they shut off all the communication uh, at all. And uh, they're terrifying people around the area. But you were able to get Wi-Fi, so that's pretty good. I'm sure it's not. Yes, serious. that's why. Thank God, so I was able to speak to you now. But the uh, I, I would say out of fifty, um, fifty-two million, there are about uh, thirty million people using, uh, you know, the phone internet now. It has been cut off, so it it is very difficult. So, be, being a Jew, do you find any discrimination in the country? It's Buddhist. It's not. You're such a minority in the country is there any tension with being jewish the the jewish community has been very uh, it's a no problem at all and the burmese uh they respect the jews and they they love israel very much because uh, even though you know it's a country in southeast asia but israel and burma has a great great relationship uh since um independence we both got the independence on the same year in 1948 and uh, and then not many people know but Burma was the first country ever, but the head of the, the head of the Burmese government, the prime minister was the first government ever to visit Israel after Israel got independent. And the, um, David Ben-Gurion, Moshe Dayan, Golden Mayor, uh, they all visited Burma as well. So the two countries has a great, great relationship since the independence. But lately, because of the military, not so much, but still, uh, we are, the, the, the people from Burma, the young students are studying in Israel for the agriculture. So relationship has been good. So that's why Burmese people has a great respect to the state of Israel. Now, I notice you keep calling it Burma. Is that, that's the old name? Is there any reason why you don't call it by the name of Myanmar? Uh, people from outside, you know, even when I was living in, the, in, in, in New York, when I say Myanmar, Myanmar, people don't know much. So when I say Burma, People, oh, okay, Burma near Thailand and near, you know, India. So that's why I'm getting used to uh, calling a Burma than Myanmar. Now, you're about 20 Jews that are in Burma. Let me ask you a question. There's no Jewish life. You yourself were observant. You're in Jim University. So why is there 20 Jews still stay in Burma as opposed to going to Israel or any other place? Right. I mean, uh, we could have moved to Israel or the even easily to the United States where I was living there for a while. But I, I believe it's very important to be in Burma. I think meant to be in there because we have a beautiful synagogue that, uh, that our family has been taking care of for past 30 years. Um, and uh, we are hosting, uh, you know, all these holidays. So I think it's important. I mean, I feel more Jewish and more responsibility being Jews in Burma than in New York. That's, now, that's my feeling. Have you had a synagogue meant at some point you had a lot more Jews in the country? So tell us about the history of Jews in Burma, which is now Myanmar, and what happened to it? So there were about 3,000 Jews, uh, mainly in Rangoon. Rangoon is, used to be the capital of Burma. Um, so majority came from Iraq, Iran, and the, uh, in, in the Middle East. The reason that they came was for the business. Uh, they were trading from Burma to India and from India to Middle East. And business grew more and more came. But then in 1942, when the Japanese came in, the Jews got a little bit of problem. It's not about politics, but it, it's not about religion. 
it's politic because the Japanese thought that you were spying for the British. So that's why they came to close the synagogue for two months. And so the Jewish community started fearing and many left the country. And some came back after the, uh, after Japanese left after independent, but the Jewish life in that time was different. But then again, again in 1962, the military took over the country the first time. So many businesses that Jews owned were nationalized. So the Jews said there was no life at all. So they left the country in 1962. So slowly, slowly, you know, from there, from that time to now, it's, it's, uh, it's a very few left here. Your family was originally from Iraq. So what made yep. your family decide to stay? Um, it was also the business and then also a part of this synagogue. Uh, my great grandfather and the grandfather was the head of the community that time in there. And so he, along with other, that time in around 62, there were about 300 people still there that time, but slowly people left to the different countries. Um, so we remained there. What are the ages of the 20 Jews that are in the country? Um, majorities are the above 50s and uh, 50s above. And, but we have about 50, around 50 expat communities. So that's a very nice. Recently, uh, mostly from Israel and uh, in the European countries and then also the uh, American as well. You have about 50 people that are there? Expect, living there. Living there. Living in there. Uh, that, living there. Living there. So, so you can, you can, you get a minion of Shabbos at all? Yes, sometimes we do have it. Uh, but like I said, majorities, um, you know, they are walking there. So usually it's a de all depend on the, uh, tourists. Tourists, when the tourist season come around, like February, you know, um, December, February, these are the highlight time yeah, in, with, in the country. With COVID and with the revolution, with the military have taken over, so I would assume less people have been coming, less tourists have been traveling. <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost no, no tourists are coming now. The country's totally shut down uh, with the COVID, before COVID, and then now even more so with the uh, coup. So it is a really sad thing, and I hope this thing's going to be over soon because over 700 people has been killed, and it, it's a, it's a really need to be end. But the military doesn't seem to be backing down. They've been getting some bad international press, but they're not moving away from their position that they want to be in control. So um, it could be at a standstill for a while. Yes, so they're not backing off, and also the people of Myanmar has been very courageous and they have been fighting even without gun without anything that's why you know they're making their voice hard so hopefully from this video or the radio people you know will know about more about myanmar because that's what we are trying to do to make our voice hard to the outside wall now the 20 people that are there are they mostly business people is that why they're staying the core community Yes, mostly in different businesses. We are in the, uh, my family is a big one, and then we are in the tourism business. So we have the travel agency called Shalom Travel. So we've been bringing a lot of uh, Israeli tourists and also the American Jews uh, to visit the country, to spend the time with the uh, community, uh, to go around. It's a beautiful country, and um, but it's, uh, what's happening is really sad. Have you ever had a Pesach program there? We do have, yeah, we, we do have also sometimes, you know, Pesach, uh, we had, uh, it's, it's a tourist time, so we had, uh, you know, in, in, right now it's a difficult, but in 20, 
25 years ago, I remember when I was very young, and my fathers and I, very few tourists in the country, almost none. And that time, my father took me around to the small hotel, and he put the poster, that time, a uh, poster saying, a tree may be alone in the field, a man alone in the wall, but the Jews never alone on his holiday. Join us for the Seder. So he put around those sign in, the, in a small hotel where Israelis stay, and even some non-Jews came to our place and knock on the door and say that we're not Jewish, but we saw your sign on the, this hotel. Can we join you for the Passover? So that's how difficult it used to be before, you know. Uh, but now it's a different story, uh, more opening up. But 20, 25 years ago, um, very difficult. So, so we are trying you, to do... Where, um, where do you get the kosher food, your kosher chickens, your kosher meats? Where do you get the basic provisions? Very, very difficult. There's almost none, no kosher food at all in the country. So what do you do? So we have fish, and the closest one that you could get is a halal. That's the closest one that you can have. The halal is not it's kosher. very difficult. I mean, it's, close, but it's, not it's not kosher. So the closest one is the, that one, and then you have a fish and a lot of vegetable. So do, the people, um, do the people eat halal meat because they can't get kosher meat? Um, some, I mean, some people, they don't eat kosher at all. So uh, it's not because of that. But that's the closest one. So they don't eat pork and et cetera. But it's very, very difficult um, being in a small community, you know, being Jews in a small community. Right. And you can't import, you can't really import the food. There's not enough of a community to import food at all. I assume there's no, exactly. I assume there's no Chabad there either. Chabad just came um, oh, Chabad about a year, a year, a year ago, uh, just before the, um, before, one year before the COVID. So it's also a very difficult as well. The, um, you know, the, uh, because uh, they were expecting to have more tourists, but now it's a lot less tourists now. So what, they have a Chabad house? Chabad house is here, yeah. Oh, wow. But there's, there's nobody to go to it. Rabbi, Rabbi can do the Shkita, yeah. Oh, so is he doing the Shkita? Is he doing for, so now that you have him there? Yeah, only, only, yes, only for the chicken. Rabbi's doing it. Oh, so now you have kosher chicken with no kosher meat. No, yeah, kosher meat is difficult, uh, but for the uh, for the Pesach, uh, it's uh, you know all these uh, pes- matzah and everything. We always bring it from the from Israel or from state, and then all the kosher one is not a problem. We have enough, and also uh, we have a very uh, very nice Israeli embassy here, and ambassador and us are like a family. So ambassador always hosts a different holiday, and they. Uh, and they always have a lot of uh, kosher wine as well at the embassy. So let me ask you a question. Can't you get kosher food all year round through the embassy, the Israeli embassy that's in the country? Uh, no. Mostly all the, you know, the kosher wine and matzah and other items, not the meat. No, but I'm saying, but can you get more kosher wines year long or some of the other kosher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time if we need something, the, uh, we always talk to the Israeli embassy. And the Israeli embassy had the channel. So we, we have no problem uh, getting um, these kind of items. So, Ambassador, and even, you know, when, whenever these crises happen, the first thing that uh, we communicate with the uh, Ambassador of Israel, so we had, the, uh, we had a Zoom meeting together with the embassy and talking to the community and also the, expect, you know, the Israeli expect community uh, to make sure that everybody's safe. We're speaking with Sammy Samuels. He is the head of the community in Burma, which is now 
Myanmar, which is about uh, 20 Jews, maybe 50 expats, and out of millions of Buddhists in the country. How does the military view Israel and the Jewish community? He had a great relationship with the democratic uh, government. What about the military one? Uh, military also, we have no problem before, you know. Um, and, and the relationship between two countries, as I mentioned, is, has been really great uh, in terms of the... Um, in terms of uh, some businesses, uh, agriculture, agriculture, so and in technology, so Burmese people and the, the, the government has always respect to the uh, state of Israel. So I think it's a, because of that, it's no problem at all within the country. So your biggest challenge aside from kosher food, which is a big one, is that there's really no Jewish life, because with the exception of Hanukkah, and 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 for me, it's even difficult, you know, being Jews in a country. With uh, very few community, uh, very few people, and moving. I, I was, as I mentioned before, I was living in the um, in the U.S. for over fifteen years. So in New York, it's about particularly. You, so you, it's you, a two different life. To, are you married? Yes. Okay. So at least <laughs> if you were single, it'd be a lot more difficult. Too. <laughs> so it's a very very difficult life, you know. And children, um, and children but, too. But but I'm I'm really glad to be back here because I think it's important to be in here. This is the country that where I was born, where I was grew up, and my heart is always here. No, you dedicated. So. It obviously takes a lot of devotion to be there, where you have only twenty people, and it's not the same religious yeah. life as you had at Yeshiva University and the fifteen right. years in the United States. Do you have any children? Yes, I have two. And what ages? Because what about Jewish education? Um, like uh, it's it's there's going to be non-Jewish education here. So like what my father did, um, you know. After high school, first thing is uh, he sent me to Israel uh, to study in there, and then after that to uh, to the U.S. So I will probably do the uh, you know not probably I will definitely going to be do the same thing to my children as well. And That's, how old you know, are your because... children right now? <laughs> no, it's only only uh, one year. Uh, one is you know one one and a half years now. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of nachas, so, a lot of Muslim bracha. Yes. Thank so you. I, I, I want to commend you. I know it's not easy. You're trying to head the Jewish community, and there's so many different challenges. So, And with the revolution and with the military rule, it only complicates it. But we appreciate you being here with us. Continuing success. Let's keep in touch. And we'd like to have a Kesher connection between the Jewish community here and uh, uh, Myanmar, which is formerly Burma. So thank you for joining our broadcast. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. That's a Samuel, Sammy Samuels, the head of the Jewish community in what was formerly Burma. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. This concludes TalkLine's Jewish broadcasts on radio for tonight. 
For continuous Jewish programs, please go now to TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or JewishPodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.